0: Hello and welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. Right now, let's go to Pastor Perry Kalavick as he shares this week's message. I want to talk this morning about a love that rises above anger, and we're talking just for the next two Sundays now, the last three. Last week was Valentine's Day and we talked about love. I want to talk about love for the next two Sundays, this Sunday and next Sunday. But today I want to talk about a love that rises above anger. And you might say, well, Pastor Perry, show me that in the Bible and I'll be glad to do that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5, the Word of God says this, love is not easily angered. Say it with me right now. Love is Is not easily angered. In other words, if I have love, I won't be easily angered. It doesn't mean that you'll never be angry, but it means that you won't be easily angered if you have love. In other words, let's just put it this way the more love you have, the less anger you'll have, all right? The more love that you have. So let's just uh, pray this morning and then get right into the Word of God. Father in Heaven, we thank you right now that you're the God of love. God, we just thank you right now because you loved us first, Lord God. You've poured your love into our hearts so that we can be better at loving others. So, Lord, this morning, I just pray that you'll speak to our hearts. Help us to become the men and women of God that you've called us to be and help us to walk in a greater level of love, a higher level of love. And we pray it in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. 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 So today, again, I want to thank you for all for being here and, and also tuning in online today. And God is doing so many great things. And Pastor Mark back there, wherever you're at, good to see you. And thanks for being with us today as well. Um, Today we're going to talk about a love that rises above anger. Why? Because anger, left unchecked, causes all kinds of hurt and all kinds of harm. We've seen this in the last few weeks and, of course, the last year as well, is that unchecked anger can really cause a lot of damage and even death. So we don 't want anger to have the upper hand in our life; we want love to have the upper hand and First Corinthians chapter thirteen, which is the love chapter, says this: "Love is not easily angered. Say it with me again, love is not easily angered. Now, anger can be one of the most misunderstood emotions in, in, in our lives, but it, you see because we, we have a propensity to get anger, and anger isn 't always a sin. Not necessarily. In fact, some, some anger is, is an appropriate response. I just want you to know that actually God has given you a capacity to have anger in your life. God gave you that. In fact, God gets angry. There are some times when you should get angry. And sometimes anger is even an, uh, you know, an evidence of love. If somebody hurt my wife or my children, how many of you know I get angry? And if I didn't get angry, it would probably prove that I didn't have enough love for them because I didn't get angry if somebody is going to hurt my kids. How many of you are with me on that, right? So the truth is there are times in life when you should get angry because the right kind of anger can lead to action. So the problem isn't our anger, but it's how we take and express it appropriately. So anger that is managed is a good thing, it produces good marriages, it produces good leadership, good churches, good businesses, and all of that, if it's managed appropriately. But the key is knowing how to put anger in its proper place. And so the problem is, is we don't know how to express anger, especially when we're younger. Sometimes, man, you can just be wired for anger. I've just noticed this in my own life. I'm way more measured now. I'm, I'm way more under control now than I ever was when I was in my 20s. And when I was in my 20s, man, my car was getting hurt by my anger, my house was getting hurt by my anger, <laughs> things around me were getting hurt by my anger, but not anymore, because I learned how to manage it. So learn how to manage and express it. Most people um, have never been taught how to manage their anger, and as a result, their anger goes unchecked, and they end up damaging or destroying their, their life and the lives of others around them. How many times have you ever gotten angry and you go like, Oh my goodness, I sure made a mess of things. I wish I could get that back, but you can't. And then you have different, w- different people express anger in different ways. Some people clam up and they get angry, and inter- they, but they internalize everything. Well, other people blow up. Instead of climbing up, they blow up. And then some people stuff it all inside and others let it all out. It's the difference between being a turtle or a clam. A clam kind of clams up and keeps everything inside and, and they just clam up and they internalize everything. But a skunk blows up and stinks everything up at the same time, right? So the difference between being mute, in other words, just kind of pressing the mute button, or it's the difference between being a maniac and just kind of blowing up. So let me give you some facts about anger in your own life, all right? More than 1 in 10 say they have trouble controlling their anger. So 1 in 10 people, have, they say, I've just had, I got a problem controlling my own anger, One in four people say they worry about how angry they sometimes feel. Man, I just feel too angry. One in five people say they've ended a relationship or a friendship with someone because of their own anger. In other words, watch this. Because they lost their anger, a friendship or a relationship came to an end because they lost their anger. Um, Uncontrolled anger and angry outbursts are linked to, watch this, high blood pressure, headache, stroke, heart attack... What I'm trying to tell you here this morning is when you lose your temper or you internalize anger and you can't control it, it's actually bad for your health. How many of you know that that is true? It's like I'm feeling angry today. I'm going to take three Tylenol and call the doctor in the morning. No. You've got to learn to live above that. In other words, uncontrolled anger is bad for your health. But here's the good news, all right? Anger can be a positive and useful emotion if it's expressed appropriately. For instance, Uh, If your anger is pointed in the right direction, it can actually take you in a a better direction in your life, can make changes in your life. I've seen people that got angry about their own uh, health and their own weight, and they went on a diet and lost a bunch of weight. I need to get angry at myself right now, all right? Uh, I have that the COVID-19 I had was the 19 pounds that I gained during the last year from COVID. Uh, I've met people who who were angry about their finances. They finally got upset enough about their finances that they decided, I'm going to be a better steward and a better manager of my money. And let me tell you what, if you'll become a better manager of your money, you'll be a lot less angry as well. I'm just saying that the, the less pressure you're under financially, the happier you'll be and the less angry you'll be, all right? I've met people who... Uh, you know, where Sahaj anger was just messing up their relationships and even their marriage, and they focused on growing up and managing their anger instead of just blowing up all the time. They said, "No, this is blowing up's not the way I'm going to grow up." So successful marriages are not those marriages where you're never angry or there's never any conflict, but it's where you've learned to manage your anger. All right. So in your notes here this morning, let's talk about seven ways to what? Rise above your anger, all right? I love this teaching that I'm sharing with you this morning because it's helped me so much and I really believe that it's going to help you as well. So seven ways to rise above your anger. What's the one thing we're talking about this morning? The Bible says, "Anger, love is not easily angered." So we're talking again about how to manage your anger. Love is not easily angered. So the one thing that we're talking about today is is, is how to manage your anger, that love is not easily angered. But now we're going to talk about, quickly, seven ways to rise above your anger, all right? First of all, resolve to control it. How many of you would say with a lifted hand, I want to be able to be in control of my anger? Just kind of wave at me right now, all right? Man, there's only half of us that want to be in control of our anger. Let me just ask you again. How many of you want to be in control of your anger instead of your anger being in control of you, right? So resolve to control it. In other words, you got to want to. In other words, you might be saying here this morning, uh, I just can't control it. But I just need you to quit saying that because it's not the truth. You can control your anger. Stop making excuses for your anger and realize that anger is a choice just like love. How many of you know that you choose to love, Right? But you can also choose to be angry, so it's a choice. And when, when you get angry, you're choosing to, to get angry. Nobody is forcing you to get angry. Somebody says, you make me angry, and, and you make me mad. Well, nobody can make you angry or make you mad unless you, uh, you give them permission to do it. So anger is a choice, and you choose it or you don't choose it. So... In other words, I'm not going to take that bait. I'm not going to just let myself become angry. So the more control you have over your anger, the, the more happy you're going to be. But I want to just say that you do have control of your anger. You say, Pastor, I just can't control it. Yes, you can. Let me prove it to you here. How many of you ever been in a heated discussion in your house? We don't call them arguments. We call them heated discussions. And the... And the Volume is going up, and it's going back and forth and back and forth, and all of a sudden the phone rings, and then all of a sudden you guys, maybe it's between you and your wife, and then all of a sudden the phone rings, and you go, time out, hello, can I help you? You know what I'm saying? And, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, thank you very much. I've got that appointment on that date. Thank you very much. All right, and then you hang up, and then you go right back into it. (laughs) Tell me that you're not under control. Your anger is under your control. Now what does the Bible say about this? The Bible says a fool gives full vent to your anger, but a wise person quietly holds it back. So a fool gives full vent to anger. I don't want to be a fool. I don't want to be a fool or considered a fool. A wise person quietly holds their anger back. So... When you feel like you're going to get angry, watch this. Make the choice ahead of time. I'm going to be a less angry person. Don't wait until you're in the heat of the moment when your blood pressure is rising, when the adrenaline's flowing, and then you go, well, I just need to be. That's harder to slow it down. Kind of position yourself into your life, into the way that you think. I'm just going to be less angry. I'm going to let less things bug me today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Wake up and say, Thank you, Lord God. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it today. I'm not going to be negative today. I'm going to be positive today. I'm going to be looking for the good and not the bad. Hallelujah. I'm going to not be, have that propensity to go towards the negative, but I'm going to just kind of go towards the positive in the way that I think, the way that I treat others. And that will help you to kind of Pre-program yourself just to be more happy and more peaceful and less angry. So resolve to control it. In other words, I've got a problem with this anger. I want to control it. And so resolve to do that. Second thing this morning is remember the cost. Man, is there ever a big cost of anger. So when you remember the cost of uncontrolled anger, you'll be more motivated to manage it. So, you'll be less likely to get angry if you realize that there's always a price to pay for your anger. How do you know that what I'm saying is true? Um, the Bible says this An angry person stirs up conflict, and a hot tempered person commits many sins. In other words, when you're angry, you're going to commit way more sins than you would if you were calm. An angry person stirs up conflict, a hot tempered person commits many sins. And then the Bible says this, a quick-tempered person does foolish things. Do you realize that when you're angry, you lose about half of your IQ? Fifty percent of your IQ goes out the door when you're angry, and you do things that you normally wouldn't do. Would you agree with that? Amen? So the cost of anger is really high. In fact, the Bible says the fool who provokes his family to anger and resentment will finally have nothing worthwhile left. Finally, worthwh- nothing worthwhile less. The fool who provokes his family to anger and resentment will finally have nothing worthwhile less. I was, walk- I was watching a documentary uh, this uh, uh, last week on a singing group that was kind of the template for the Partridge family, and I'm dating myself. It's a, it was a group back there way long time ago. <laughs> but they were called the Cow And so they sang a song called Hair, you know, Give Me a Head with Hair, Long, Beautiful Hair, Flaxen, Streaming, Streaming, Flaxen, waxen, something like that. It talked about hair. And uh, they wrote that song. But they were like a very famous group that they were going to, you know, uh, do a TV show about. But their dad had a terrible anger problem and a terrible alcohol problem. And with these, I think it was 8 to 10 kids, whatever it is, He blew it up with his anger until there was nothing left to show for it. Um, uh, And and the word of God says this, the fool who provokes his family to anger and resentment will finally have nothing worthwhile left. How many families and individuals have you known that have been literally destroyed just because they never learned to control their own anger? It's quiet in here, but that's a quiet amen, I, I can tell, right? So watch this. You always lose when you lose your temper. And I want you to write this down. I've said it before over the years, but say it with me. I always lose when I lose my temper. Say it with me right now. I always lose when I lose my temper. In fact, when I go into counseling sessions with some individuals, and I don't do much counseling, but when if they're um, getting ready to have kind of a um, discussion with one another, and they're getting ready to go into a situation where we're going to talk to their friend, friends or whatever, or their family, I'll say Whoever loses their temper first loses. In other words, whoever uh, gets angry the first, blows up first, is that, he's, that's the person that loses. So always keep that in check because I always lose when I lose my anger. What are the three things that you can lose? Price tags for anger. First of all, more anger. Um of you know that anger generates anger. It starts out small, but it grows big really quick. The second thing that happens is we get apathetic. Apathy comes in, like uh, indifference, I just don't care anymore. And then alienation comes in, which means like after the anger, people just want to disappear and just be away. It's alienation. So remember the high cost of anger. Third thing this morning is this, is reflect before reacting. Say it with me this morning. Reflect before reacting. Say it with me real loud. Reflect before reacting reacting. There's a the church that I know right there. In other words, think before you speak. Put your mind into gear before, before you put your mouth into gear. How many of you ever put your mouth into gear before your mind was even connected, right? <laughs> anger is, is really, uh, anger control is really a matter of mouth control, and if you can watch your words, then you'll be able to watch your anger. So the Bible says this, a man's wisdom gives him patience, it is his glory to overlook an offense. So many times we're so quick to respond, bang, 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 I'm going to be right on top of that. When God says this, I want you to have patience. Say it with me right now, I'm going to just be patient right now. Just listen, I'm going to listen, I'm not going to just weigh in right away, but I'm going to have patience because the Bible says a man's wisdom gives him patience, it is his glory to overlook an offense. And then the Bible says this, a fool gives full vent to anger, but a wise man keeps himself under control. Say it with me right now, a wise person keeps himself under control. Hallelujah. Watch, before you say something on Facebook or Instagram, before you put that post out there, think about it. And by the way, you, a lot of people, I, I, I look at these Facebook posts and I go, doesn't that person realize there's a delete feature on Facebook? You just got to learn to find it. It's up in the upper right-hand corner. Pull down the thing and get out of there. Just, if it's not working for you, man, just delete it. Yeah. Just because you put it out there doesn't mean you can't take it back. Amen? Yeah. There have been people that have lost their job, lost their reputation over the stupid thing they put out on Facebook. Yeah. Amen, all by myself. So watch it, amen. Just be careful on that stuff. And don't react, you know, with your, you know, I'm going to give you a statement right now that's going to save the world on faith. Well, maybe you're not going to give me a statement. It's gonna, everyone's making statements. Just pull back on that, especially if it's harmful or hurtful, all right? Our third president, Thomas Jefferson, said, when you're angry, count to 10 before you speak. And if you're really angry, count to 100, right? <laughs> So delay is a great remedy over anger. I found this in my life. When you're getting fixing to get angry, just kick into delay mode. Now I'm going to put it in neutral for a second. I'm just going to back away. I'm going to delay. And before you know it, all of the fire just simmers down because you delayed. So I love this too. Have you noticed that you can't put your foot in your mouth when it's closed? Think about that. You can't put your foot in your mouth when it's closed, so just wait and just be silent and hold back. And honestly, you get a double benefit when you're quiet. People think that you're wise. And, and when you open your mouth, they, they completely know what you are, you know what I'm saying? It leaves nothing to the imagination anymore. But when you're quiet, they think that you're wise. So you can't put your foot in your mouth when it's closed. Man, I've I got to remember that one too. Praise God. Now, by the way, Do you know that the number one cause of reacting before reflecting, we're talking about reflect, in other words, think it over before you react. Um, One of the number one uh, uh, problems or the causes of reacting before reflecting is this, is alcohol. It removes your inhibitions and it causes you to uh, do things and say things that you would never do if you weren't drunk. And I've heard in the last uh, year, lots of people have been buying a lot of alcohol. And they're drowning their pains and drowning their sorrows and drowning their depression in alcohol, but it also causes them to lose their inhibitions and anger to rise and a lot of destruction to happen. So the Bible says this, wine is a mocker and beer is a browler. In other words, you'll become loud and uncontrolled, but whoever is led astray by them is not wise. There's my sermon on alcohol right now. Can I get a his name at? So stop drinking and you'll save your money too, amen. You can buy a brand new car with all of that drinking, smoking money. <laughs> Give me a loud amen, amen. <laughs> I want to say, don't hide behind those masks I can see you right now. All right. <laughs> uh, you guys are great. I love you, man. Hey, every time I'm pointing at you, I've got three fingers pointing back at me, but truth is always good, you know, when you hear it, right? All right, number four, here we go. Release your anger appropriately. In other words, you have the capacity to be angry, but do it in the right way. There's a right way and a wrong way to express anger. There's an appropriate and an inappropriate way to do it. There's a helpful and there's a harmful way. There's a sinful and a non-sinful way. So the Bible says this, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath when you are still angry. In other words, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. And don't give the devil a foothold. You realize that when you enter into anger, you're giving the devil a foothold. And we don't want the devil to have any kind of foothold in our life. Amen? And anger is one of his greatest footholds. So how should I respond? Here's the best way to respond. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stir up anger. So in other words... Don't feed the flame, don't feed the fire, but have a gentle answer that turns away wrath. Hallelujah. Now, what is the best way to deal with anger? We're talking about this gentle answer. First of all, I love this. Don't suppress it. In other words, don't suppress it because suppression causes depression. Don't express it. In other words, don't blow up. You're going to hurt a bunch of people around you. Instead, Confess it to the Lord. So don't suppress it. Don't express it. Blow up. Instead, confess it to the Lord and admit you're angry. You can say to God, God, I'm angry and, I, and I, I'm mad right now. Help me, Lord God. And I'll tell you what, God's the best one you can talk to when you're angry. Just say, and, and, and you say, show me that in the Bible. And the word of God says this, I pour out To him, to God, my complaint. Before him, I tell him all my trouble, all right? I pour out before him my complaint. Before him, I tell my trouble. And so I, I can tell you this, everyone. There are times in the pressures of ministry and whatever occupation you might work in, everybody's in some kind of pressure, under some kind of pressure. And sometimes you'll just feel it like I'm agitated right now. And I feel like I'm flaring up right now. I feel like I'm getting angry now. Then I just talk to God about it. I said, God, I feel angry right now. I've got that emotion that this, this could go out of control. God, help me with it right now. And when I pour out my complaint before the Lord, that's when God comes on the scene and he'll help you. He really will. He'll help you and he'll bring peace to the storm in the name of Jesus. How many you know that what I'm saying is true, amen? In other words, before you pour out your complaint to everybody else, pour your complaint out to God because I can tell you what, God will keep a confidence while others won't. They'll say to you, yeah, come on, let it all out. I won't share this with anybody and then before you know it, it's kind of echoing through your life, All right, So, uh, uh, Release your anger appropriately. Now, the fifth thing really helps with anger is this, is renew your mind. Renewing your mind. Real change will come in your life when you learn to renew your mind and change the way that you think. So the Bible says this, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. Guys, we have so much in the digital age right now that's just chewing gum from the brain is not getting us Anywhere. Learn to read good books. Read to, learn to read the Word of God every single day. Let your eyes see something of the Word of God. Amen? Because the entrance of truth will give you life. Hallelujah. But all of this other stuff, you've got to watch it because it becomes like candy for the brain and you're doing the same thing over and over, not learning and not growing. But read books that will take you in a certain direction. Read books that will help you. And, and, and also... Be sure to renew your... And the best thing, of course, is to read the Word of God. Everyone, do you know what? That the church today is about something like 80% illiterate scripturally. Illiterate. And they say, well, God... They say, well, Pastor, I just can't understand the Word of God. Oh, yes, you can. Why? Because you are smart. And God made you to understand His voice. And when you get saved, Jesus takes the blinders off your eyes so that you can understand. Amen? So I'm just saying, you are smart. Turn to your neighbor this morning and say, that's the first good preaching I've heard today. I am smart. And and say it with, you are smart. Can I get a witness? I mean, you are smart. God would not write you a letter that you cannot understand. Guess what? I'm going to write to my dear children, and I'm going to write in such a way they can't even understand. That's not true at all. And, And then to take it in as your daily necessary food. You've heard me say this before, but just as much as you need... Bread for the body, you need food for the soul. And food for the soul is from the Word of God. And when you read the Word of God, your mind will become renewed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we need a transformation of our mind. We need something in the supernatural to get rid of all of this anger that's building up on the on the inside of us. And God will do it for you. Hallelujah. Number six, here we've only got two more to go and we're out. Number six, review your relationships. Uh, this is really important. You know what? Uh, the Bible says, Whoever walks with wise people will be wise, but whoever associates with fools will suffer. Read that verse with me right now on the screen, would you? Whoever walks with wise people will be wise, but whoever associates with fools will suffer. Uh, another way of saying it is this way. Birds of a feather flock together. And, and who you associate with really makes a difference in your life. Now, Everyone today, I want you to know, that the Holy Spirit spoke this to me just as I was writing this message, but uh, we think in terms of the people that we associate with in real time and in real life, but so much of that has changed during the last year while we're going through this season of pandemic, we're getting through it, we're spending a lot of time with digital influences in our life. So let me just put it this way who you associate with also applies to those that you associate with on radio, TV, and on internet. Who are your friends on the media platforms that we have out there? If you're not careful, you can be like the very personalities that you watch or listen to, many times cynical and negative, just as they are. In other words, you can get to be like the people that you're listening to. So Uh, I I talked with somebody the other day, and it was just like four days ago. I talked to somebody who said, you know, he said, I, I just wrote down what he said. I was spending so much time listening to the radio and watching TV that it took me away from the word of God and fellowship with God. It also affected my health and made me sick. He said, I was actually getting sick from the radio programs that I was listening to and all that was being said. It was, I was so worked up, so angry, so mad that it was making me physically ill. So I want to just say this. Watch who you spend time with. I'm not talking about just those that are living persons, but those that are also in the digital world that will drag you down in their own anger. That's a good word. Keep away, the Bible says, keep away from angry, short-tempered people. or You'll learn to be just like them and endanger your soul. So the Bible says this, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good behavior. Bad company corrupts good character. So review your relationships. Don't hang around angry people or you'll learn to be just like them. All right. And the last thing here this morning that kind of wraps up everything else is this. Rely on God's help. Rely on God's help. The secret of overcoming anger is for God's power to change you from the inside out. So a good prayer to pray is, God, set a guard, God, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips, Lord God. Set a guard, Lord God, over my mouth. In other words, just stop it. Keep a watch over the door of my lips. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me, and he will. Say with me right now, create, O Lord, a clean heart in me. Say with me, and renew a right spirit within me. Now, those of you that drive cars, and we all do, although this uh, illustration that I'm giving will not be good for much longer, but when you get an oil change, every time that I get an oil change, the old dirty oil is poured out along with all of its impurities, and then we replace it with nice, Fresh, clean oil. And that's what God wants to do for you. He wants to cleanse the impurities out of your own heart and life and give you a clean heart and pour in brand new oil. Can I get a witness? Amen. Uh, In 10 years, I'll only be able to say uh, he'll be able to recharge your batteries (laughs) because it'll all be electric cars. (laughs) What is oil? Oil change. (laughs) My son-in-law was with us this weekend and I have a little granddaughter named Lily. She's eight years old. And he said the other day, yeah, they live around farm country too, down in Fresno. But he was teaching her, uh, he doesn't have a son, he has two daughters. But he's teaching his daughter, he's putting oil in his old truck, you know. And, and, and so he was teaching his daughter how the oil goes in and how to check the dipstick and everything. He says, because I want her to know this, you know, when she's driving herself. And then I just thought about it, and I said, hey, when Lillian's driving, there won't be any dipsticks anymore. It'll just be plugging in the car, you know, in another eight years. So he goes, yeah, that's probably true. Amen. So with that, everyone, I wish for all of you a brand-new Tesla. Can I get a witness? Amen. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, okay. But here's the thing is, rely on God's help. Say with me, I'm going to rely on God's help. And then he will help you. Create in me, Lord, a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. In the name of Jesus. So what do we just learn about managing our anger and rising above our anger? First of all, resolve to control it. I'm going to resolve to control it. I'm going to remember the cost. It's an expensive thing to get angry. I'm going to reflect before I react. I'm going to be patient now, right? I'm going to release my anger appropriately. In other words, how is appropriately? I'm going to have a gentle response. And then... I'm going to renew my mind. I'm going to renew my mind. Then I'm going to review my relationships. Who am I hanging out? Who's making me angry? But then I'm going to rely on God's help. And remember this, the Word of God says this in the love chapter, love is not easily angered. And if you received the Word of the Lord today, would you give the Lord a great hand clap of praise? Would you do that, amen, right now? Amen. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me and just stay right where you're at just for the moment because I'm going to dismiss here in just a couple of minutes. But just stand with me because I want the Lord to do some work in our own hearts right now, if you would. Hallelujah. Let's make the prayer application on this message right now, the prayer application. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, we thank you right now for your words of life. We spoke about one thing today, and that, that, that's that love is not easily angered. we talked about seven ways that we could respond but Lord I just pray right now that you do new work in our hearts in this world we live kind of in the age of rage right now so many people are angry about so many different things and many times Lord God we're we're agitated and, and we're just right on the brink of just losing our tempers and so Lord I just pray right now Lord that you just bring this all into check Uh, under your spirit and under the banner of love. And I just pray it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Now, here's what I know this morning, everyone. I know that there are several of you here this morning or many of you here this morning that are having anger issues and anger problems. And I'm just going to pray right now that God is going to bring healing to you. There's a reason why you came into this room this morning. There's a reason why... Because you've got an appointment with God. And God knows what you're going through. And he knows also that you've been missing the mark in the area of anger. But he brought you here so that you could hear a word from a word of life from the word of God. But he's also going to bring healing into your life this morning, in this moment as we pray. Hallelujah. You're going to walk out of here with God beginning to do something new in you. And you're going to see that anger being brought under... Uh, Correction, And God is going to renew a right spirit in you. He's going to transform you by his mighty power. If you receive that, say aloud, amen, amen. So I want to just ask you just to lift up your hands right now. And I want to pray over you right now. Father in heaven, we come against all of the clutter and the confusion in the world today, Lord God. All of the messages that are coming towards us right now, the things that bring us down, the things that cause us even anxiety and depression and all those things and cause anger. God, we ask you right now, even the circumstances that cause anger, Lord, we ask you right now to bring this anger into check under the banner, Lord God, of your love because love is not easily angered. So, Lord God, when we are angry, let it be expressed in the right way and in a gentle way even. But, God, I pray right now just for this unleashed anger that's causing damage and causing relationships to be broken up, households to be broken up, God, I just pray right now that you will calm the storm of anger and bring peace to every person right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. That you will renew a right spirit, Lord, within each one of us, Lord God. Change us from the inside out. And even today, Lord God, we're going to notice that we're less angry and more peaceful even today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. And I just pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With your hands lifted as if to receive from the Lord, just say this with me right now. Lord Jesus, I receive your word over my life today that love is not easily angered. So, Lord, renew a right spirit within me. From the inside out, Lord God, I receive your peace. I receive your wisdom, and I receive your love. God, I thank you right now that you're going to let me be less angry and more loving in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Would you do that right now? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to ask you just for a moment just to intercede for those who are coming to Christ right now for the next three minutes. I I call it the the golden three minutes when a ambulance is on its way to help somebody that their life is in peril they say they have what the golden four minutes something like that this when we give an invitation there's people whose lives are right on the brink right now spiritual lives and let's just pray for them right now father in heaven i just pray right now for every single person watching online every single person right now that's here in this auditorium that needs you today that needs you to do a brand new work, God, I just pray that you'll touch their hearts in the name of Jesus. God, let them know how much you love them. And Lord, help them to know that none of this is possible. What we're trying to even achieve today is not impossible without you in our hearts and with your Holy Spirit helping us. So Lord, I pray for every person, Lord God, that needs you today and say, I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. I pray, Lord God, that they'll respond to you right now in the name of Jesus. If you're all across the auditorium this morning, if you say, Pastor Perry, I want Jesus to be Lord of my life, to come into my heart. Be my Savior and my Lord. That's what I want for my life. And all of you that are online, do the same thing. But if you need Jesus to be your Savior and your Lord, I want to just ask you just to quickly lift your hand right now and I going to just pray for you right now. Lift your hand real high so that I can see it. Would you do that? Yes, yes, yes. Others that would lift a hand, yes, over here. And others that would lift a hand and say, I need Jesus to be my Savior. Over there in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Just pray this prayer with me right now. Every person that lifted a hand, pray this prayer. And you online, pray this prayer as well. Just pray this for Lord Jesus. I thank you that you love me. And I thank you that you've been watching over my life. I've made a lot of mistakes, but right now, Lord Jesus, I want to receive you into my heart and into my life to be my savior and my lord. Forgive me of all of my sins and give me a new life today. With my mouth, I now confess. Listen to this now. With my mouth, I now confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So Lord Jesus, I believe on you now and I receive you as my Savior and my Lord and I pray in your holy name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me tell you what just happened. Everyone that prayed that prayer, Jesus came into your heart and he's going to give you a brand new life in the name of Jesus. It's happened right now. Give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Would you do that? Amen. Hallelujah. Everyone, thank you, everyone, for coming out today in this nicely social distance church. I I hope that you feel as at least safe here as you do in Walmart or Costco, or more safe, actually. And and everyone, it it just does my heart good and, and does the heart of the Lord good as well. Thank you for coming out. And to all of you online, we have plenty of space for you to come in and join us on another Sunday or join us at our 11 o'clock service. But um, uh, I, it's just wonderful to be in the presence of God with God's people. Amen. So I'm going to just speak a blessing over you right now. Father in heaven, I speak a blessing over your people. Lord God, that you will pour out your spirit on your people. Lord, that will be the men and women of God that you called us to be. Open new doors, Lord God. Give your people favor, Lord God. Give your people favor. Uh, your provision and your healing touch in the name of Jesus. And God, let us walk out of this place and walk and live transformed lives. And I prayed in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Give the Lord the best hand of the morning if you do that, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And walk in love today. God bless you. Have a great day. We love you so much. Love you too, man. God bless you. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged, and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless.